Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, CJ Miles, CJ McCollum, CJ Watson, Joey Devine, AJ Miles, DJ DeAndre Jordan. Club DJ, Roadie Cycling, Sean Keen, J.R. Smith, C.J. Craig, Press Secretary for Josiah Bartlett, J.R. Isaiah Ryder, Special Guest, B.J. Tucker, P.J. Brown, PJ Carlissimo, put a little mustard on that intro. TJ Warren, TJ Hooker, special guest CJ Toledano, musical guest Juicy J, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling. Hello, welcome to another episode of Round Ball Rock. I am Dave Schilling. Thank you to Dom Pardo for one of the best intros of his career, really. Wow. Sean Keen, how are you? I'm doing great. Excellent. Uh, Joey. I there it is. <laughs> it's lit, fam. <laughs> We're joined today by CJ Toledano. Uh, you are head writer and creative producer at BR Bleacher Report Entertainment. Oh, the Turner family. Yeah. It's a Turner Summit. Wow. Do you yeah. guys have a, a hand signal that you do like like Rockefeller throwing up the diamond? 
Yeah, we should definitely have some sort of dap that but we it, do. It actually has to be specific to each person, so maybe we could work on it. Holla at the bleach when you see it in the... <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that's what the commercial we're doing is going to be all about? That's the that's the new tagline for Bleacher. Oh, man. Well, Once yeah. more into the bleach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get started, uh, welcome back from Europe, Dubaroo, our biggest fan. Yeah. Well... Dubaru, I gotta say, you might not be our biggest fan anymore because Adrian Escalera actually went to see Sean Keen at the Punchline. It's, it's wow! It's one of my first IRL podcast listening experiences. I was starstruck, to be honest. You were I was, more. I was definitely more nervous him. than him. Yeah, uh, it was a very sports-heavy show. That's too. good. I'm sure that made him happy. I was hosting for Aaron Foley, who was a basketball maniac. Yeah, and uh, the opener did a joke about age. Cheating in the Little League World Series, wow. which is pretty great, but not the subject of this. I was kind of like, eh, get that March Madness of baseball out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was Adrian as as a person in real life? Uh, warm, strong handshake. Um, you know, he, he how old is Adrian? I, I, I don't know. He's a young man. Young man. <laughs> yeah, you know what? A lady never tells, okay? He's, everybody's taller than me. Yeah. So I all I still think I have that sort of built-in little kid thing mm-hmm. of if someone's definitely bigger than me, I'm always like, yeah, they're, they're, that's a big kid. Yeah. They're probably <laughs> older. <laughs> uh, we did get an email uh, this week from one of our Genial listeners. Black man, Trey cool at our, our buddy, Genial Black Man, uh, came up with some things that Gambit can throw besides playing cards. Last week we talked about he does only heat up playing cards and energize them in the comic, which is so from many New other Orleans. Things he can heat up. Yeah. 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 So here's the list that, that a Genial Black Man <laughs> sent us Parking tickets is a possibility, Michael Jordan rookie cards. I mean, that's wow. basically a playing card. I don't. You might as well be heating up money. Yeah, why would you waste? <laughs> that's just you being a fucking dick. Uh, Chinese takeout menus. Love oh. it. Those are, yeah. Those yeah. are a little unwieldy, though. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. how do you? Th- do they have the door handle hole in them? Yeah, I don't think that, that seems like a bad weapon. Not, so. not at all aerodynamic. But you know what? Shouts to you, Carl Malone. Love notes of Vanessa Bryant. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> But he turns them, he folds them into paper airplanes and throws them that way. Uh, phone books, those are heavy. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, you just yeah. throw a phone book and it hurts. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Non heated up. It's on fire. <laughs> Served uh, cold, it's fine. Patient <laughs> f- f- postcards from doctors and dentists' offices. Okay, I got a lot of those. Cl- club promotion flyers, great use of trash. Yeah, excellent yeah. use of for trash. For DJ Ron Cycli. <laughs> Monopoly game pieces from the grocery store. Too small. No, you need those. Yeah, because what if you win the big prize? No, he would look at it first and go, I already have double, (laughs) and then throw it. Take that, juggernaut, bub. (laughs) (laughs) Sherry. Sorry, he's hanging around Wolverine too much of the French Quarter. Uh, Hot takes. Again, like, how do you (laughs) physically throw a hot take? Unless it's, like, the cards from an episode of First Take. I'm not seeing it, but fair enough. Rejected thank you notes, somehow worse than those used on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Ouch. Hey. See, didn't you write for a late night? I did, and I wrote a lot of those. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, you know, things have happened. Oh, wow. Now Trey Cool X has beef. (laughs) Yeah, you fucked up, son. Uh, Twitter question, at Chris uh, Meta asks, can you put the top five prospects on the team they'd fit in best? 
Um, what do you guys think? Like from a actually good basketball standpoint, or from a comedy standpoint, because these are two very different things. Well, we're this. This is not the low post. You can be funny. <laughs> so our our top six best prospects. I don't know why it's top six when he asked top five, but I'm going with it because I'm a professional. Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Josh Jackson, Jason Tatum, Malik Monk, and De'Aaron Fox. Okay, let's start with Mar- Markel Fultz. Where, where does he belong? The Orlando Magic. And why? Because uh, no one cares about the Orlando Magic, and it would just be hilarious if they had, like, the funniest thing ever would be if, like, this guy who everyone says is, like, a monster prospect just ends up dying on the vine in Orlando. <laughs> well, I mean, Mario Hazonia can attest to that happening. The Block Mamba. Oh, man. That still really chaps my ass. They're wasting <laughs> him so much. That guy is a legend. All right, Lonzo Ball. We know where he belongs. Oh, Sacramento. Come, <laughs> come home, baby. Oh, man, LeVar Ball just, like, on ESPN every night. Oh, it's but what does that do shit. with that current team? Having <laughs> well, the distraction <laughs> of the Ball family in addition to, the str- like, the current distractions? I, I mean, they already have two-point guards. Yeah. See, does that's... G- that- does Genie Buzz immediately make, like, a motion in family court to get uh, Lonzo, like... Even though Emancip- he is an adult, <laughs> I mean, he's an emancipated adult. Like, look, okay. she, she cut Jimmy Buss... Yeah, Jamie Buss is now Lonzo's dad. So we're (laughs) (laughs) so we're talking about a restraining order essentially against the man's own fault. I want him in Sacramento just because I think Vivek is stupid enough to make Lamar the new Sacramento Kings GM. Lavar, sorry. Lavar, the new Sacramento Kings GM. Or coach conning his way upwards. (laughs) Yeah. What what did that guy trade for a house eventually? A paperclip. Yeah. That's what I, I imagine Vivek believes that's what he can do, even though he owns a basketball team and not a paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh Jackson. Uh, what team the is the closest to Dawson's Creek? <laughs> where did that? Where the is, Ducks. Where, yeah. where is Dawson's supposed Creek? to take place in Boston? Was but it Boston? I thought it was like North Carolina. I well, thought it was it also North they Carolina. They shot it in North Carolina. Yeah, they shot it, it where Boston. Kevin Williamson is from, but it's supposed to be in Boston. However. Um, everyone is always wearing summer clothes yeah. mm. every time, and then like one episode a year, year they'll remember to put someone in a coat. Uh, Cape Cod. I just looked it's it supposed up. Supposed to be in Cape Cod. Okay, yeah. so let's <laughs> let's say let's say he goes to the Celtics. They got some draft picks. I do like him on the Celtics because of how useless he would be on the Celtics. Like he would immediately, he'd get no playing time. And Danny Ainge would refuse to trade him for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Just like my favorite, that's my favorite thing about the Celtics is how like Danny Ainge really wants a superstar but refuses to trade anything for him. Hey man, they have the number one seed in the Eastern Conference yeah. right now. Well, which we will get we'll to, get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he, I think he would uh, legitimately be pretty good on the 76 or so. Yeah, and, and Jalen's getting some some playing time. I think they're playing their young guys. Who knows? Yeah, I could get fifteen and ten on the seventy sixers at this point. <laughs> Jason Tatum. Look, I've I've discussed this with somebody on Twitter before, but I feel like I don't think they're going to draft him necessarily. But he just feels like a Sacramento King to me. Like yeah, someone that's just gonna like like he seems like he's in between positions. Like he could be like. The new Jason Thompson. I was going to Jason Tatum. <laughs> wow, what a ceiling. 
<laughs> what a ceiling. Malik Monk. The Knicks, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, he would be a great Nick. They are going to be a lottery team. He'd be so good on the Knicks. Just like firing 40-footers, refusing to give the ball to Kristaps Porzingis. Also, they have seven guys who already do also that. <laughs> not, also not wanting to play in the triangle. Oh, it'd be Again, so they tight. have seven guys yeah. who already <laughs> fit that bill. By the way, I was talking to a Knicks fan, uh, Aaron Foley, this weekend. When was the last time the Lakers actually ran the triangle? The last season Phil Jackson was a coach. But I mean, they weren't really running the triangle most of the time. Well, yeah, because Kobe Bryant (laughs) runs the offense. Like the the entire success is is like, yeah, well, Kobe does a pick and roll with whatever all-star big man is there. And then everyone else stands at the three-point line. Like that's, Which is a fine offense. No, it's a great yeah. offense. Up it's until not last the triangle. Time-tested <laughs> yeah. offense. It's maybe there's a triangle of other guys standing they run away from Kobe holding the ball. The Kobe offense outlasted the triangle. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, <laughs> because he's just such a force of nature, yeah. which we will also get to later on in the show. Uh, finally, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Oh, uh, Joe, I have a name theory on De'Aaron Fox. That he's a bust? No, I think he's going to be a very fine starter for years to come. But I was thinking about it, and I think his closest... CJ, I have a theory okay. that you can tell if a guy's going to be a bust based solely on their name. Okay. And uh, so, like, Jason Tatum, that is a bust name for really? sure. Can you imagine... He's got a Y in the middle of the name, yeah, which can I think you, clinches it. Can you imagine anyone wanting to buy... Like the Jason Tatum ones. I don't know. Maybe I bought, I've I bought in some garbage <laughs> shoes before. That's the thing. I've, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm still thinking about getting the delis. Yeah, oh, I'll fuck with the delis. Well, yeah. but okay. But De'Aaron Fox, I think his closest name comp is Drew Holiday. Just even though Solid it's like player? The, yeah, exactly. Solid and player. Just because it's kind of the opposite name, like where Drew. You would think his name would be J. Rue Holiday when you see it spelled, but what? it's actually, but it's actually just Drew. Drew. Like J. Rue the Damage. Right. Where, <laughs> yeah. J. Rue the Holiday. De'Aaron, I feel like if you were reading it too fast, you would think, oh, that's a weird way to spell the name Darren. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the weirdest named player or spelling of a player Who's also good, like who Isaiah, is like Thomas. Isaiah uh, Thomas. See, I was oh. gonna say Dwayne Wade. Do- yeah, oh, I yeah. always oh. misspell Dwayne Wade's now, name. Isaiah Thomas. We're talking about the classic OG Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, Thomas. Not, mm-hmm. not the Boston Celtics Isaiah Thomas. R- there are so many vowels missing from his name. <laughs> I once got in a fight with the Pistons marketing team because they didn't know how to spell the OG Isaiah Thomas. Dead serious. Oh, no. Not to, like, out them as a bad... Right, right. (laughs) But I've fought with people with president in their title over there... No, I'm pretty sure about this that. is how you spell yeah. it. There's a Z in was there. Was it Arn Kellum? everywhere. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't think Arn was working there at the time. No, he was. He, oh, was, he, was, there. he was last year, and I have, yeah, uh, that'll be another podcast. Okay. <laughs> Me and Arn Kellum have beef, though. Oh. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow, that's that's the, that's the title of the episode right there. <laughs> Me and Arn Kellum have beef. Let's okay, just say I'm he's not a it. fan of sketch comedy. That <laughs> Arn well, that's a sports agent not doesn't surprising. have a sense of humor. <laughs> All right, we have two five-star reviews that we should get oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had I had one more thing I wanted to, to oh, sure. pause it. Sorry, about Giroux Holiday. 
I was wondering if Joey, do you think he maybe didn't pronounce his name like that before, and then the tragic decline of Ja Rule <laughs> made him just take a syllable out of his name, so no one got confused. actually. That's the title of the episode. The tragic <laughs> decline of ja Rule. Uh, I don't think that's the case, but it might be. Okay, so f- two five-star reviews. Again, just reminder, if we get to 50 five-star reviews... We're at 29. We are almost not there at all. <laughs> if we get there, we will do a special commentary track for the Billy Crystal White Slavery movie, My, My Giant. Giant. Yeah. Because, and CJ, you don't know this, mm-hmm. but My Giant is about owning human beings. It's his giant. So right? do other people have giants in it? <laughs> no, he's the only one with <laughs> no, the giant. No, he's, he's the, the only, only one giant. with a giant. It's like God, the United poor George. States was the only one that had a nuclear nuclear capability. <laughs> I'm the only guy with a giant? Okay, that's fucked. Oh, man. We all need giants, okay? Escalation. It's it's safety through strength. <laughs> it should be our giant. <laughs> yeah. Our can't giant. we all have a little piece of... We all have a little bit of George Mirasan in our heart, don't we? Uh, okay, so... Our first review comes from Kevin Dinahan, yep. who I believe has tweeted at us. Kevin, Dina, Kevin Dinahan, former uh, writer for the UC Berkeley Humor Magazine, The Heuristic Squelch. No, so what is not. it called? That's what it's called. The Heuristic Squelch? Yeah, man. Yikes. Got named in 1991. That was the funniest <laughs> thing about that publication, I'm guessing, is the name. No, Sean was the head writer. That was the head writer. Well, then never mind. I guess you and I have Creative editor for a while. You know, no big deal. Uh, <laughs> wasn't commenting on the content. Yeah, more the name. Two yeah. guys from the Squelter writing for Santa Clarita Diet right now. Oh, shit. Shouts to Aaron Brownstein and Simon Gans. Congratulations. Don't you wish you were on this podcast? Losers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the review. Uh, Kevin Dinahan says five stars like a delicious wedding cake every week. Oh, yeah, Larry Bird's favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> reference to Larry Bird's favorite food. Uh, and then the next one is from Roundball Rocketeer. What? Which I don't think this is that person's it's name. It's me. <laughs> uh, and it's the title is, I Want That My Giant Review. Yeah, well, keep hustling, man. Tell your friends. And yeah. it says, hello, Roundballers. Love the pod. Would love it more with a My Giant commentary, so have a review and five more stars. God. Say hello to the robot for me. Oh. Fly that dubaroo. Wow. Trust the process. God, oh. that guy got almost all of our catch Yeah, not really its good. lit fam, though. Yeah, that's true. He's more of a Dave Schilling <laughs> guy Yeah, Joey Devine. I have man. to say, I don't really even remember where its lit fam came from. I know Joey said it once. Ask Dubaroo. Dubaroo, where did It's Lit Fam <laughs> Which come episode? From? <laughs> so that all the kids can go back through the archive. Uh, again, leave a five-star review. We'll review My Giant. He mentioned the robot. Should we give that out now? Oh, yeah. let's. Uh, we have a Google Voice number that a robot takes care of for us, uh, administrates that phone number. So here's the number, robot. Three, two, three, six, eight. Two, zero, three, four, two. All right, thanks, robot. And uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter at roundrockpod and email us at roundballrockpod at gmail dot com. Okay. All right, so let's go to the news, shall we? This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Yeah. 
The Celtics are in first place. This seems like some bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck? This team is not that good. They could be the number one seed and have the number one pick. Damn, this is like the thing that the Lakers should be doing. Well, I mean, the that Lakers is won the what title the Lakers and did. got the number one pick. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, How did that happen? Ted Stepien. This was before. Yeah, it was the Cavs trade, and then they got uh, then they got James Worthy, I believe, in '81. Yes. Uh, but you have a stat. I have a stat uh, for those of you that are worried about the Cavs. Uh, LeBron James's teams have made the finals six times in a row, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. You know how many times they've been the number one seed? No idea. Tell Twice. Me. What? Yeah, I mean, it's like those Lakers early 2000s teams. Like, it doesn't matter until the playoffs start. Then they go, like, they like undefeated in, until the finals. Yeah, Shaq uh, lived at a Chick-fil-A yeah. for most of the 2002 season. Do you want me to cover who those number one seeds were in the LeBron Please times? do. Uh, the Bulls twice in mm-hmm. 2011 and 2012. Uh, the Pacers in 2014. <laughs> I remember that. And team. the Hawks in 2015. Oh, the Pacers man. gave him a scare that year, right? Yeah. Uh, LeBron's teams went 12 and three against those <laughs> number one seeds. But all in the three playoffs. From the, from the Pacers, right? No, I mean, yeah. This I don't know. Uh, that 2014. Pacer Wait, didn't team, all three of those wins weren't they by the Pacers? The, the, the Bulls won. The Bulls took a game yeah. off yeah. them in in 11. Um. We got to talk about Larry Sanders for a second because this was supposed <laughs> to be a big help for the Cavaliers up front. And apparently he can't jump. No. He can't jump. He's high as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and Which he wasn't is, hiding it. He quit yeah. the league and then wrote a letter about how high he wanted to be. Which instead. is ironic <laughs> because he can't jump. Yeah. I mean, neither can I. And I, I mean, yeah. not to say. <laughs> it's, I mean, you see this sometimes with. Well, actually, really, in any profession, if you stop doing something for a couple of years, you're probably not good at it anymore. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why I write every day, so that I can keep those chops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if I went back to do stand-up, guess what? I'd be horrible. Yeah. I mean, I was horrible before, <laughs> but I would be doubly bad Were now. you putting up, like, Larry Sanders stand-up numbers? Yeah. <laughs> like, were oh, yeah. you no, I, no, I think I was a probably... A premier center? I was, the- like, the Lance Stevenson. <laughs> Of stand up, I had one good year, yeah, and then I blew in the wrong person's ear, and that was the end. Yeah, it was a uh, Kent Alterman's ear, right? No, no, <laughs> me and Kent are boys. I got Kent's email, dog. I can, I can get him on the phone tomorrow. <laughs> we'll uh, give you a web series, Dave. How does that like? Sounds like <laughs> plan me, baby. Let's do it. Uh, How are you feeling about that Raptors bet, Dave? Not great. Not great. I don't think you should worry about it. The Raptors are not going to win the Eastern Conference. <laughs> I still we, what's okay, the, the bet? second best team. I, yeah. I bet they were going to go to the finals. Wow. When? How early did you make this bet? It's not that early. At I, the I, trade deadline. Okay. Yeah. I, what was causing you to make that? I just thought Serge Ibaka is going to go off in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a great PJ player, Tucker. a great fighter for sure. Damn. Really good at <laughs> connecting on three-pointers Sudanese and warrior, baby. He's oh there. he's I meant to I said he was from the Sudan last week he's from the Congo Congo yeah. so he's actually warrior, the baby. sexiest Congolese child soldier not lost Sudanese Listen, lost man, boy my bad I don't even <laughs> know where Nicaragua is on a map and that's not too far <laughs> from California um, yeah I'm not feeling great Washington Boston Cleveland these are three the Raptors teams. are better than Boston if they're healthy but are they healthy I think they'll be healthy by the time. 
We're we we're not seeing the forest from the trees but don't, here. In I this feel season. like the Raptors were amazing last year going in the playoffs, and they almost got swept by the Cavs. Like Cavs yeah. should have closed that series uh-huh. out before. And but they had a lot of trouble beating yeah. the Pacers, and then they had a lot of trouble beating the Bulls. I just Was feel the like Bulls? they're Hold deeper on. and yes. have the experience. Hold now. on. Okay, so last year's breakout star for Toronto was Bismack Biombo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who are they basically replacing him with? Sergi Baca, yeah. who's yeah. a way better basketball player. With Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan are both healthy and both playing at a high level. Is he? A be- but Bismack was a great player in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm saying Sergi Baca can be better than that because can he can be, stretch yeah. the floor. All Bismack Biombo could do is run a pick and roll right. and rebound. All Serge Ibaka has to do is be as good as Patrick Patterson. Exactly. And they have <laughs> two of those guys, and that is really good. Okay. I and haven't seen. We haven't seen this team, this new team, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really have you not know? played together at all. So, I um. it's like sir, that Serge Ibaka trade is one I have to like constantly remind myself that that happened. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. for and then what's the absence right. of Terrence Ross now? Like. I don't know what that does. Well, but. for me, that's the thing. I'm le- I'm less into the Serge Ibaka part and the Patrick. I mean, the PJ Tucker part. Yeah, because he's oh, yeah, a PJ guy. Tucker's on that. Yeah, team. he's yeah. a guy who's strong enough on defense that you don't have to run gimp, gimpy Damari Carroll at LeBron mm-hmm, every play mm-hmm. now. Uh, like he can't guard LeBron, but he can, you know, hold him. Every team that that <laughs> that thinks they have a chance to win. The NBA championship has to have one player who can guard LeBron James. Do the, do the Raptors have a guy who can guard LeBron? I mean, James? do the they Celtics have a Patrick don't? Celtics don't, and the Wizards don't. Yeah, yeah. The Patrick McCaw. Patrick McCaw. I was the thinking of Iguodala. <laughs> LeBron, sure. LeBron, LeBron Stauber, Patrick McCaw. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, the teams that have beaten LeBron in the playoffs recently had Kawhi Leonard and Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that on any of no. those Eastern. No, I agree. Teams. So I'm probably screwed. I'm not betting against LeBron ever. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I bet against him last year, and that didn't work out for me. Yeah. I was betting on the greatest regular season basketball team of all time. But didn't you bet on the Warriors to win the finals before the season began? Yeah. That's, that's okay. That's a different bet, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. a good bet. Um, who do you want to see these guys? Who would your dream matchups be in the first round? In the first round? Yeah. I mean, uh, I want to see I want to see Cavs Eastern Bucks Conference, really yeah. bad. Yeah, because oh, that would be because great. the Bucks match up so well with all that length, man. Well, do you remember what Kyrie said when no. he was asked about that early in the season? He was like, "It would be a great four games." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just well, I mean, like so subtle. Before, yeah, right? he's also the guy who once referred to a regular season game as having a playoff atmosphere, yeah. having never been to the playoffs. <laughs> he's watched them from the stands. He understood. I would love to see the Celtics play the Heat and Justice Winslow tear it up on them while Danny Ainge just kept yelling at people, I was offering five first-round picks! <laughs> Is Winslow back? No. No, oh, no. Yeah. I think he's out. I'd uh, like to see the Pacers weirdly just destroy the Celtics somehow. Yeah. Like, Paul George goes crazy. And Paul George is like, and Danny Ainge is still like, I wouldn't give up. Jalen Brown <laughs> I wouldn't give up Jalen Brown hey, for Jalen Brown's a player, man. That guy's got. Some, He's not Paul George. Game. Yeah, Miles Turner is is a difference. I love though. Miles, Miles Turner. Great. You get Larry Bird in there, just telling where all the dead spots are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's pregame stomping on the court. Like, um, here's one over here. here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the Cavs, LeBron James recently went on a Twitter rant about coaches being too soft. 
Ooh, is know. that is he throwing? <laughs> yeah. is That's the, his response to his resting controversy. Yeah, what the fuck? I think Did it's. A, I actually think it's his response to Larry Sanders behaving the way Larry Sanders does, because <laughs> it was all about how you know kids need to be pushed around, loved and hated, and it just apparently he tweeted the whole thing while he was on a massage table. Great, but. <laughs> But it's it's just weird that he's like, this is how you need to be coached. Kids need to respect their coaches and maybe get four or five of them fired <laughs> during yeah. their own That was going to be my question. Didn't he basically chase David Blatt out of town because David Blatt wasn't nice he enough? He didn't chase David Blatt out of town. He chased him out of the country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he deported a man. <laughs> That it's dude, that dude's tweet didn't just spill the tea. He also slipped on the tea after <laughs> he spilled it because that is the dumbest shit I've well, ever. Well, now, so now they're doing uh, all the like the highlights I see are like LeBron coaching the team again, mm-hmm. like yeah. yelling at Tyron Lue to call a timeout, yeah. and it's the same narrative. They c- continue to put LeBron against his coaches, like this is LeBron's team. But then LeBron's like, I'm not a coach. Yeah, right. and he's also like, I'm not a GM. Yeah, I'm not a GM. But then he's <laughs> he's a leader. Yeah. Okay. He is a leader, and I think it's difficult. For guys like him to let go of stuff. Yeah. If you're the boss, you feel like you're you're the most talented person in any room at all times. When are you gonna be like, okay, let me defer to you. Let me just. It's like Sean and me. Like I'm always deferring to Sean <laughs> because Sean's a big big boss. And I'm deferring to the board itself, which is <laughs> truly the the executive producer. It's of difficult. Yeah. It's uh, it's hard, man. Also, but LeBron said sugar coated. Like it was. That's not correct. Deciphered. Mm-hmm. That's incorrect. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, in in happier news, Devin Booker scored seventy points in a losing effort. Mm-hmm. They fouled to get him that many points at the end yeah. of the game. Is that clownish? I think it's kind of clownish. I think it's kind of tight. Was <laughs> <laughs> tight about it. Yeah, I don't think it's tight. Kobe scoring eighty-one is the tightest thing that's ever happened we in get my it. life. And he didn't. He didn't need anybody fouling to get him those buckets, man. I mean, well, what's the stat? Twenty-eight free throws. Twenty-four yeah, or twenty-six. Oh, Twenty-four, twenty-six. Yeah, yeah, I was in the the press area at the Laker game, and, and this guy from ESPN was like, "Did you hear Devin Booker scored seventy points?" He's like, "Cool, man. How many free throws did he have? Oh, like 30. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that doesn't seem. He right only at all. made four threes. Yeah, that's. There's something messed up about that line. <laughs> yeah, the guy was like, "Oh, it's very efficient." I was like, "You know what?" Not really. It's just 30 free throws. It's like the dream Kevin Martin game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also who Devin Booker kind of reminds me of. Dude had six yeah. assists in that game. Eight rebounds. Hey, that's better than the two Kobe had in his 81. <laughs> there was yeah. no one to pass to, man. Was it yeah. reminiscent of like a – like were they giving him points? I didn't watch that game. Well, I looked at the box score initially, yeah. and um, given how many fouls were on each side, I really thought one of the refs had just bet the over. Yeah. It, it was really Donaghy-esque, <laughs> but, but it turned out it was just a bunch of intentional fouls from Phoenix mm-hmm. and it seemed like Devin Booker was maybe getting a lot of calls. But that's That's like – is the 13 fouled shooting attempts? That's a, that seems like a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's is, like James Harden yeah. numbers. Is Devin Booker being pushed on us a little too hard? Yeah, yes. I think maybe this is like so strange. Like Adam Silver is in someone's ear, like he's the guy. Yeah, he's, he's light skinned too. Get him. Look at him. Look at him. I like him, but like he has yeah. lines shaved in his head. Yeah. Look at him. The kids love he's, that. He's like Cute an Adidas face. shoe on his head. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely know what he looks like, and every time I see him, I'm surprised that he looks 
like yeah, that. Yeah, you texted yeah. me earlier this week. Do you know what Devin Booker looks like? And I was like, yeah, he looks like he's in a boy band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I always refer like when during All Star Weekend, he gets to like sit with like the premier players, mm-hmm. like oh, you know, the the sideline, the dunk contest. And, I'm, and you look back in those areas, you're like, oh, it was these guys? And it's like, are we sure about Devin Booker? Yeah. He went to Kentucky. Yeah. It's, a, it's the Kentucky thing. I mean, yeah. he is he is a very young. Uh, he's he's. I think he was the youngest player in his draft class. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's he's good, but he, he tore it up at summer league when I was there. Not that that really counts, but I was like, yeah, that's that's a guy, that's a player. Mm-hmm. And then this year he's been great. It sort of reminds me of how we looked at Kyrie back in like the pre-LeBron days mm-hmm. of like, yeah, he's good, but he plays on a shitty team and he just can have the ball whenever he wants. What does he do when he actually has guys? With talent and competence, I'm not sure you want to hand him. him his own team right now. No, so it's which is why you want a LeBron goes to Cleveland situation where this is the alpha dog. You're just the dude who gets the ball when the alpha dog doesn't want to. Yeah, shoot why him. it really killed them that they didn't sign Lamarcus Aldridge, <laughs> the ultimate alpha. Lamarcus <laughs> <laughs> oh, Aldridge, um, Jay Crowder. Decided to start throwing shade on at Instagram. Devin Booker on Instagram. Yeah, what is his problem? First of all, Jay Crowder. Yeah, uh, he gets so he gets so mad when the Boston crowd cheers for opposing players. Mm-hmm. Like when they were cheering for Gordon Hayward, he gets so mad. Yeah, but Gordon him. Hayward pretty much is a Boston well, Celtic. Want, he just yeah. doesn't know yeah. it. Yeah, they he's w- he just he's like a twin <laughs> that got switched at birth. But also, <laughs> that's, they're that's gonna their try and sign him this summer to replace Jay Crowder. Yeah. Uh, so that one I get. The, his comment after the Warriors signed Durant was insane. What did he say again? He was like, "I can't believe he went there. We told them how we stopped them this year. He he knows. Oh, he boy. knows how we stopped those guys. Yeah, they <laughs> like he them. tricked us. <laughs> uh, By the way, his yeah. his social media names are very questionable. Mm-hmm. His Twitter name is CJC Nine Boss." That's a what? lot of, and I believe words, he's Boss Man ninety nine <laughs> on Instagram. No like, one's ever that's funny because I'm Boss Man ninety eight. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna just say this right now. I have not checked at all. Jay Crowder for sure is available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you search and see if at Jay Crowder is available? Uh, the exact quote on Instagram is "Never seen so many guys happy after an L," which is true. They were very happy yeah, after that's that clown L stuff. But then. <laughs> Devin Booker's response was just, you can't guard me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. It's very he true. Can't. But is he supposed to guard him? Well, that was like, the thing. I was kind of like, well, listen, isn't it Avery Bradley yeah. and Marcus Smart's job yeah, or one of the seven other non-shooting well, guards that Danny Ainge got? hypothetical do tour three-on-three But to up. be fair, Jay Crowder is the only Celtic tall enough to guard Devin Booker, I think. <laughs> they're, they're all the team is so small. Uh, okay, so, so... But then Devin the response, Booker, yes. or Jay Crowder responded, the all clap, caps again. The clap back. Uh, I, was talking about, um, I was talking about them dudes around you, but I'll see you next year. Okay. I what? mean, they shouldn't be happy for their, their player scoring 70 points? Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. also, they've already shut down Eric Bledsoe, Brandon Knight, and Tyson Chandler for the season. Well, Brandon so. Knight was a positive shutting right, but, him down. <laughs> but I'm saying the guys posing for the picture, I don't begrudge Barbosa, Alex Len, mm-hmm. and Marquise Chris for taking a picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, It would be one thing if Tyson Chandler 
was, was yeah, losing his mind. It is the best thing that has ever happened to Dragon Bender in his entire <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. seen like somebody murder seventy protesters before, but he's never seen anyone. Shoot. I don't really know where he's Here's from. Here's my thing, though. My question is: Doesn't it seem like Devin Booker is also always getting into shit like this too? He fought with Troy Daniels. He <laughs> fought with Rudy Gobert this year. He also fought with Chris Middleton, and uh, Vince Carter elbowed him right in the forehead mm-hmm. and just knocked him to the ground and, and like intentionally got ejected. Like, yep, that's what happens when you push me. I am too old for Devin Booker. Who, okay, who is more of an obnoxious young player, Devin Booker or D'Angelo Russell? This was going to be my question. The thing is, is I think that the NBA actually hates younger millennials Mm -hmm. because I think Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell are the most millennial millennials in the league right now. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what happened when Brian Brian Shaw got that job at the league office. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't. None of them could deal with millennials, man. Uh, There's... Here's the list of players picked ahead of Devin Booker. Like, D'Angelo Russell is views from the six, and Devin Booker is more life. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, here's the list of players who went ahead of Devin Booker in the draft. Jaleel Okafor. Uh Uh-huh. Mario Hazonia. Yeah. Shouts to my man. (laughs) Emmanuel Moutier and Frank Kaminsky. Oh, man. The tank. Hey, Frank Kaminsky has seven 20-point games this year, I think. I read that earlier. He, Frank Kaminsky's been weirdly good since the All-Star He's break. He's definitely been better than oh, because we all he, thought he would be. Because he had sex for the first time in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. No. When he saw boobs. Yeah, because he, he, he was dressed like the taxi driver with beads. He was wearing a beads. big a military jacket, and he was walking around Bourbon Street with a bunch of beads on him. Oh, wearing, like Travis Bickle? Yeah, yeah wearing sunglasses oh, and carrying Frank. a drink. And he was, he was lit, fam. He was lit. <laughs> But you know what the most lit thing of the week was? The Muse Cage? Yeah, of course. Obviously. (laughs) I know everybody fast-forwarded through the first 30 minutes of this show because they want to hear my thoughts on Kobe Bryant's (laughs) Muse Cage. Kobe Bryant, your favorite basketball player of all time. Yes, Kobe Bryant is my favorite person of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Shouts to Dave's wife. Does your wife listen to this? (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that in my wife's vows at our wedding, she said that she was the shack to my Kobe. And I got, I cried. I mean, I was uh, crying the whole time. That's actually very sweet. I was in a wedding once where, I shit you not, the bride's vows had Andres Biedren's name. <gasps> That's right. Them. I attended yeah. that wedding. That's ridiculous. What did I tell you earlier, Sean? Oh, right. <laughs> my girlfriend and I were laying in bed, and she brought up Chuck Person. And I was like, I never thought I'd hear Chuck Person's name while in bed with my significant and other. And then I came. The Rifleman. <laughs> <laughs> the rifle. That's what they call me in bed, too. Oh. Anyway, so Kobe Bryant's Muse Cage is the craziest shit I've ever Who is seen. it for? It's not for children. Well, let's, well, let's, let's explain, explain what it, what it is. is. Yeah. A puppet. If I have to describe this to you when you're listening to this podcast... You've fallen off. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> how are you not already... Have, how have you not seen it 90 times? I mean, I kind of think we should just go around the table and see if one of us can describe it. Okay, Sean, you go first. <laughs> okay. Explain Muse Cage. So Kobe Bryant apparently has built a elaborate cardboard city that is Kansas apparently... City. 
A can yeah, the Canvas City. Why is it called Canvas City? Oh, you know, to evoke the title town of Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> basketball is he's an artist. Oh he's right. An artist. Oh, oh yeah, he paints yeah. with. Oh man. There's, can- there's Canvas City. There's Muse Academy. Like he keeps building his institutions. Yeah. Uh-huh. That I don't understand. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. It it that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's uh, it seems like it's very elaborate. Mm-hmm. It's made out of. It's almost like a, a cheap silent movie set. It's like yes. Marwin Call. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it looks Wait, like what? a like Wait. a like a uh, what's it, Baz Luhrmann movie. Yeah, or yeah. Wes Anderson opening credits. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is the the opening sequence is very over directed. I would mm-hmm. say you could say that. Okay, Sean, continue. <laughs> um, and so in Canvas City, um, we go from this set to yeah, basically a regular scrim purple background and Mm -hmm. kobe is talking kobe apparently this project aged him tremendously (laughs) making cutting out all this cardboard because he looks like that picture of denzel compared to how he used to look like oh let me just say i saw denzel at the uh, lakers Cavs game and that guy's looking thick Oh, he wears nothing but like baggy ass track pants yeah. and like jackets. I like thick he's Denzel. A, he's washed. Washed Denzel is <laughs> yeah. fascinating. Well, he, washed or the new era. Like I feel like Fat Tom Hanks gave us something. Like yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's a yeah. That's a. I mean, it it really reminded me of like, did he? Was he? This is like Obama's presidency. Yeah. But it was just making Muse Cage because Kobe looked like a fit young man even in his retirement game, and now he's got this heavy beard. Yeah. And, but with his philosophy, it matches his new, like, waxing poetic about basketball uh-huh. as if it wasn't a sport. Yeah, right. he's, I'm a dumb, the dark angel yeah. of sports. And- his speech at the at the Shaq statue unveiling was both uh, heartwarming and cold at the same time. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can, you can both tug at my heartstrings and seem like you have a battery in your back. But that's also <laughs> what Muse Cage appears to be yes. attempting yes. to yes. do. Sean, can you explain <laughs> yeah. what so, he's attempting to do? So, Kobe, it's f- it's ostensibly for children, which... Is it? I would never show that to a child. Because well, um, Let me just jump ahead really quickly, because in part two, <laughs> there is a, uh, a long, turgid explanation of pick and roll defense uh-huh. mm-hmm. and i'm like if i'm seven years old i'm like i just want to see fucking dunks this yeah. sucks there's yeah. classical music package yeah. uh it's not it's narrated by the woman who voiced bell in beauty and the beast really? in 1991 Man. kobe knows with like fantasia style yeah. music yeah. behind it. and and so okay so Co- it's kobe and a puppet a snake puppet it looks that like, like a mamba di- it looks like a dick little mamba <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, it's a big veiny purple dick. Big veiny purple dick, but still Lil Mamba, turgidly, and it's very, it's very. Uh, the puppet's kind of the foil. There's a lot of scenes of Kobe saying something, and the puppet says something crazy, and Kobe just opens his eyes and does a very, you know, silent comedy. Yeah. Well, it's like shrug. a Sesame Street like guest star. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like Sesame Street, right? Kobe thinks it's Sesame Street, but it feels. More like Eureka's Castle, I yeah. feel like. <laughs> Which was a great show. Yeah. So you'd think he's going to teach him things about, like, oh, basketball, or, like, here's how you count. Like, three points is more than two, or, like, a fun song. No, it's a song about uh, a man consumed by rage. <laughs> yeah, right. There's he talks the about musings, right? Yeah, yeah he, there's, there's a, a muse cage. He explains about building a muse 
news cage, but I've watched it four times now and still cannot tell you what a muse cage is. It's a man cave where you seethe and just. No, because there's light musings too. But is it a physical place? No, like, yeah, it's inside of you, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it, there's a it's cage the motor. inside of me. But he but definitely yeah. says you fill it with inspirational things. You fill it with musings. It's yeah. a metaphor, guys. Light Come and on. dark musings. But what am I? Okay. It's so violent, though. It's just for a kid, like yeah, you know, the cage that we all live in. And there's a three-minute <laughs> song about how. Well, that's that's the part. Leads to suffering, and suffering leads to the. Dark we have side. so he says. He says light musings are like people complimenting you and things you like, and then dark musings are people telling you you're terrible and you hating yourself. And then Kobe says dark musings just may be our great source of energy and power, which is also uh, Donald Trump's <laughs> yeah. climate change plan: it's, coal it's, and hatred. Yeah. It's honestly like if Darth Vader had a television, like a kids, <laughs> kids show. Well, I'm yeah. just also like Kobe. You moved from Italy when you were eight. There's no <laughs> way you're still this guy. Right. Like, there was a dude who picked on him. When he came from Italy to America and was like, you have a funny accent, and why don't you also like uh, Boys to Men? What mm-hmm. the fuck? You're always listening to classical music. You're a clown. And he's getting back at that guy through this weird so puppet is, show. is a rage cage simply living in Philadelphia? I think so, yes. <laughs> so then, okay. So then he explains the muse cage yeah. poorly because again we still some yeah. of us don't know what the, the muse yeah, the cage pu- the is. The puppet's like, I got a hammer. I'm gonna yeah. start building my muse cage. And he's, he's like, like, No, it's not a physical place. <laughs> you build it with your imagine. It's not imagination though. He says no, it's creativity. Like other people say about you. <laughs> um, and then it cuts to a cartoon about a train where a devil is throwing lightning bolts yeah. at it. But the lightning bolts are made of mean words. Right. Well. While a song plays, and I have the lyrics to yeah, the go song ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. here. Uh, this is the face of a man with a dark muse cage. Yeah. Darkness is the light in his eyes. He runs with rage. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. Hatred is the love in his heart. He plays with hate. I am never going to show my child that. Also, <laughs> this is <laughs> fucked up. This is, uh, these are lessons... That you teach Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. if you yeah. wanted to eat people better. And even though it keeps saying this is the face of a man, it's just a train. Yeah. The it's train does a have face. a face. The devil in the sky throwing lightning bolts has a face. Mm-hmm. It's very... So the train is a metaphor for a, a, a hard-charging individual who is, is one, has a one-track mind because the train goes down on a track, right? And the train is going to a destination. That destination is success. Destination is Larry O'Brien Championship Mount- Trophy. Because, mountain. Yeah, yes, mountain. Larry O'Brien Mountain. So he, the train is on its way, but the devil is throwing lightning bolts trying to stop this train from getting and to the Larry And the lightning O'Brien bolts trophy. say hate and injury. Mm-hmm. Now, my but qu- you use the hate to, feel your, to fuel your muse cage. So someone hates you, but then you hate them back. <laughs> and that makes you persevere through the hatred. Now, luckily, they don't throw a lightning bolt that says felony sexual assault charge because <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. or or Smush Parker. Yeah. Oh, that would have been. Also don't throw at that a point, the train that just stops running. Brown. There's got to yeah. be like a Smush Parker <laughs> Easter egg. We got to watch it closer. Right. But Smush's <laughs> hand reaching up from like a burning pit. Right. There's so many things I could say that I'm not going to say because I'm a sports journalist and I will get in trouble. Um, 
Yeah, this fucking sucks. Can we talk, talk about part two? Who now? is this for? I, it's not though. for kids. It's, it's not, not for kids. For kids. So there's a whole. There's five minutes on pick and roll defense. Mm-hmm. No child understands a pick but and also, roll. But also, just as a lesson, you don't want to teach children to live with hate in your heart. This is a guy who obviously had a. a well, I know had an absentee father. So I don't think that he's like the mm. best guy to be doing a kids show. So why is it in his mind that that's what he should do also, with his career? He keeps referring to it as a storytelling venture. Yeah. And I don't see how it's a venture or storytelling. Oh, well, Joey, you have to realize they didn't show this now, but Canvas City has an imaginarium and that's where the basketball breakdowns take place and Kobe says uh, it's been thought out to enable them to pivot and do short-term content, really long content, <laughs> novels, films, whatever. Okay. The runway is there. This is the closest. Let me let me just we, tell you yeah. something. The runway is not there. No, no, it's on fire. The, this is the closest we will ever get to Kobe writing an autobiography. He will never write a book. It is uh-huh. so clearly but, written. He slaved over every we, word of all of this. We've yeah. learned so much about him that we all just assumed based on conjecture and secondhand. Now we know he actually is a sociopath. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even in the basketball breakdowns, can you imagine showing a kid like, hey, you know, you want to learn how to guard Russell Westbrook? And then it says, you pray to the basketball gods that Russ has an off day from three. The (laughs) gods don't hear you. It's like, whoa. Also, Kobe doesn't realize that Russell Westbrook is a career 31% shooter from three. It also ends with the line, something about... uh, writing the game that other people read yeah it's like oh he thinks that's so poetic yeah he thinks <laughs> i don't even know what to say anymore uh but he thinks he's an artist i don't think he yeah. thought he was a player he thinks there was a blank canvas his career and he was painting like his greatest master he's like no you just went out and won championships with Shaq and pal that's yeah. what i appreciate about jordan magic to a lesser extent, someone like a Larry Bird. They're just like, I'm a business person. You know, I don't really know much about anything else, but I know how to sell things. I know basketball. Eat wedding cake. Yeah. <laughs> Eat wedding cake. <laughs> but do I want more? Yes. I want more Muse Cage or whatever. Oh, oh, jams oh the word for Muse sure. Into. Yeah. Look, let's, let's say that there's a Canvas City over-the-top streaming service. How much would you pay to subscribe to get new Muse Cage content every day directly every to day? all of your devices? Oh, I would pay... Way more than Netflix. Yeah, I'll pay thirty and give you guys the password, and you throw me whatever yes. you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go four way yeah. on a Muse Cage subscription. Um, I'm buying a little Mamba puppet for my child. Here is what the <laughs> thing, it's a purple the, sock. The dude. thing this, <laughs> the thing this reminded me the most of is not sports related at all. It felt like. A cry for help? Chris Gaines. <laughs> when Garth Brooks became Chris Gaines. Yeah. So a cry for help. I yeah, okay. except that is what this feels like to me. Like, everyone knows it's a terrible idea, but no one can stop it. Well, he's too he's too rich yeah. and <laughs> bored, mm-hmm. and there's no, there's, like, failure. It, it exists sort of outside of success or failure, and I think I, also the people in his life, I'm not, I'm not commenting on, his marriage specifically, but I think okay. Kobe, <laughs> I think Kobe was a person that you know worked out a lot, was was very focused on basketball. Now has a lot of free time. I have a feeling that his family is used to him not being around. Yeah, being around for a limited amount of time. And so when he's like, "Hey, um, honey, I'm gonna be gone. I have to spend 
I'll be in my muse cage. I'll be in my muse cage <laughs> cutting out cardboard <laughs> buildings. You think and I'm sure Vanessa was like, great. Part of me feels like great. when he says he's in his muse cage, it's like a euphemism for him blacking out. <laughs> <laughs> just getting, just reading things that people said about him, like doing an ankle rehab exercise, and then he's like soaked in sweat four hours later, and he's written. <laughs> I just thinking about like if, a, if like a computer overheats and shuts down. It's like, oh, sorry, I just had too much going on. Um, he also apparently is demanding a half an hour from ESPN for the next one. You know what? ESPN is uh, hemorrhaging subscribers. They better give him that money. half hour. I don't think Kobe Bryant's muse cage is going to be the thing that saves them. Put look, that in the ratings cage, but baby. Look, if they can air like 10 hours of OJ documentary, they can That's air good, 30 though. minutes of muse cage for you me, just though. I would an Oscar winning doc <laughs> to muse cage. <laughs> I, was, I, would, I think you're better off comparing it to, let's say, I don't know. Um, What's that show? Uh, highly Questionable. Like, you take an episode of Highly Questionable, replace that with Muse Cage, the ratings are going to go through the roof, oh, baby. I agree. I want you know, more Muse Cage. Copy, you're out. You're being replaced by a little mom. I want to live in Kansas, Canvas City. Just like, oh, watch that train go by. <laughs> get, get, uh, the get, weather is terrible. Yeah, get hateful <laughs> adjectives thrown at you. Anyway, um, um, yeah. shall we move on? <laughs> I also thought that it was kind of interesting that, that Muse Cage does sound like Miss Cavage, the last name of the leader of Scientology. Yeah, or Miscarriage. <laughs> or Miscarriage, or, yeah, a lot of... Oh, if we allow this to continue, we are going to have a basketball Scientology very soon. Oh, for sure. Would, Is that what Kobe's doing? Oh, like? that would be so I, tight. Which I would join. Yeah, I would be number one. I mean, I'm like, already basically in a religion that Kobe Bryant created. Yeah, yeah so... so. I'm happy to continue and pay whatever dues are necessary. I also I want to see Tracy McGrady's version of this, uh, which is <laughs> Snooze Cage, where you cage. just nap four to eight times a day, and then you go out snooze and score cage. a ton of points, but don't really care about anything. Look, there's uh, uh, light uh, napping, and then there's heavy napping, JR and you've got to combine of both of them. J.R. Smith's Booze Cage? Oh. <laughs> uh, Did I pull that? Rolled. Oh, shit, no. You haven't gone down to the ad read. No, that's our, that's our <laughs> sponsor Got to read the week. rundown. Well, all right. Well, okay. I did read it. I just forgot. It's been an hour <laughs> since we took a break. Uh, speaking of our sponsor, let's just go ahead and uh, take a break here for a word from said sponsor. Now, Kobe Bryant isn't the only retired NBA grade who has a new storytelling project. This week, we are sponsored by a new children's program. Don Nelson's Booze Cage. Hall of Fame coach Don Nelson hosts alongside his puppet, former Warriors GM Larry Riley. There's also an old sock once worn by a minute bowl that Don threw a mouth on with lipstick and called Lil Nelly. They all hang out in a magical land called Small Ball Town, where you're never too, too short to be great. There's cartoons, Willie Nelson songs, drinking games, and life lessons, and that's where the Booze Cage comes in. A booze cage is full of anything that motivates you to drink. Jokes from the cap of a Mickey's 40. Things the most interesting man in the world did. Rhymes about the order you should drink to avoid vomiting. Or footage from the 1994-95 New York Knicks season. Nelly's booze cage has a poker table, a six-foot bong, some Hawaiian decorations, and a dartboard of Mark Cuban's face. But your booze cage can be anywhere. From your bedroom to the back room of an Alameda pub to a strip club parking lot behind Steven Jas Jackson's Escalade, there's a booze cage for everyone. 
Over the course of the show, Nellie explains that there's clear boozings and dark boozings. Clear boozings are your vodkas, your white wine spritzers, or your Everclears. Your breath doesn't smell as much, and they've got fewer calories. Dark boozings include whiskey, boilermakers, and a mysterious home-brewed 155-proof substance from Andres Biedren's locker that he calls Latvian Gatorade. Kids will learn to channel their boozings into crazy play calls, positionless lineups, and schemes that get you the full value of your contract, even when you quit two years before it's over. Little Nelly also learns how to break down game film, and also how to get his son, a smaller sock named Lil Nelly, that's with three and four L's respectively, a lifelong job in basketball. They shoot the whole thing outside because that's how you upset the bigger kids' shows. Outside shooting! This week, Don and Lil Nelly are joined by Matt Barnes as kids learn a valuable lesson about teamwork and restraining orders. Don Nelson's Booze Cage, now streaming on nothing but Netflix. Thank you to Don Nelson's Booze Cage for very generously paying for this show to, to, yeah, to happen. Yeah, that was really good. Wow. I hope they don't quit before their first season is done, but you, you never know. You know what? One thing you should never do when it comes to booze is quit. Just kidding. <laughs> 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 Alcohol is terrible. It's yeah. poison. Um, Jeannie Buss. Mm-hmm. Maybe she maybe, won finally this maybe week. Maybe the closest Kobe Bryant has to family this is in the, the entire biggest, world. This week it's the biggest win of the Lakers season. I think getting Jim Bus getting rid of Jim Bus Jim Bus forever. forever. <laughs> yeah, he for got life. no he got no settlement out of it too. Uh, <laughs> I, at the very least, what he got out of this was the right to walk around Los Angeles again. Yeah, because <laughs> he is the most hated person in the city right now, or he was. And he tried he was to and he tried to force out his sister with a ham fisted move too. It was well, he was offering basically. Uh, to pay off the shareholders with $25 million each to make him in tr- uh, the head of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. No one was going to take that unless you have serious gambling debts or like your boat recently. Show sank. ponies. Show ponies, yes. <laughs> Only a degenerate gambler like Jim Buss would think, oh, I just want $25 I million he, right now. I heard his de- his gambling is mainly sh- slot machines. He's not too. a pony boy? I thought he's a pony. Well, boy. I, he has horses, but no, I heard oh, he sweet. like goes to those real shitty like Larry Flint casinos in Carson. That takes a long time to lose money on slot. Yeah, machines. and he yeah. plays. Well, there's high roller slot machines. Oh, okay. That's also John Daly's gambling addiction is slot machines, which I found that so Sex weird. The City Big yeah. Diamonds edition. Yeah, I he. Ble- I think he blew his master's winnings. Uh, like the night of the Masters. Wow! What a but beast. just playing slots. You just gotta it, when you're on a hot streak, you gotta keep going. <laughs> that's what I learned. Yeah, I guess that's true. just like Kobe and Devin Booker. How do you get to eighty points or seventy <laughs> points? Just keep keep going. Yes, that you need a waterfall of diamonds. Or 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 Jalen Rose guarding you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you hear what the the word the last straw too that got uh, Jim fired? I assumed that it was not getting Boogie Cousins. It was actually well, I mean they weren't happy about that, but um, Mitch and Jim Bus worked out Larry Sanders without telling Genie or Magic, oh, sure. and that was the point when they got fired. Wow. That's that's fun. Larry Sanders <laughs> destroying him. Yeah. <laughs> Sending ripples through the league right now. <laughs> yeah, God. Arnie, does my ass look <laughs> fat in these shorts? shorts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. 
R.I.P. Dude, miss you, dude, every day. Yeah. Um, man, I went to the Shaq statue ceremony. We already talked about it. Yeah, let's it was, talk about it. Snoop Dogg had almost every seat. Uh, for him and his posse. Was Flea in that posse? Flea was not there. <gasps> wow. But he came to the game afterwards. He was, <gasps> he, was, he, was, he was wearing a funny hat like he does. That's his thing now. <laughs> um, Wait, what kind of funny hat? Like a cowboy hat. Flea wears cowboy hats now? It, it was he's he's I, worn them over the years. It might have yeah. been like a trilby. I mean, okay. it was a, actually right. it was a wider brimmed hat. Okay. It was, right. it was maybe it was a, I don't know. What, I don't know much about uh, hats. I'm not a, I'm not a habitat. Thank God. <laughs> I got a lot of baseball hats. That's yeah, you certainly don't know about L.A. Live hats. I'm sorry. I did not get <laughs> They sell L.A. Live hats, guys. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, <laughs> they sell them. Um, so Shaq, finally, after Jerry West was late, um, Kareem gave a speech that went 15 minutes. He used a bunch of big words Shaq didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally... We get to the man himself, the man of the hour. Wasn't there a surprise guest, though, that you weren't expecting to be there? Oh, yeah, Phil Jackson came. <laughs> what the fuck? We were texting, the three of us were texting, and, and Joey was like, is Phil Jackson there? As a joke. And I said, uh, no, why the fuck would he be there? His ex-girlfriend is the master of ceremonies. Actually, it was the host of the, the – it was Stu Lance was the host. Uh, but, I mean, it's Jeannie's, Jeannie's sure. party. No Jim Buss, no Phil Jackson. That's just what I assumed mm-hmm. going into it. And Phil was there. Phil fucking came out. I was like, what? <laughs> but was Jay Moore there? No, no Jay Moore. He well, did not that's get a, good. Yeah, that would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been weird. Jay yeah. Moore. Jay Moore's dating Jeannie Buss now. Yeah. Wait, he is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I have seats. Since when? Since... Like December of 2016. Since his when divorce she, was finalized. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay, okay, let's go through this. Jay again. Moore got divorced the same month that Phil and Jeannie broke up, and now they're dating. Let, let's go. Let's. I told you comedy and basketball were <laughs> – marriage is there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's real. It's real. Okay, quick recap for those of you who didn't listen to the episode oh, last week. Uh, my father-in-law has season tickets not far from Jeannie Buss's seats. Mm-hmm. And Jeannie comes in and is glad handing everybody, shaking hands, hugging, taking pictures with Laker fans because she's the best, Bus. the best owner in basketball and sports. Well, that's not me. true. Okay, whatever. That's your opinion. That's your opinion. <laughs> and then here comes Jay Moore, a child, and a dude wearing nothing but purple and a Wait, purple. Wait, are you calling Jay Moore a child or is Jay Moore, Jay Moore had, a child. had a child? Okay. And then some dude wearing a full purple outfit with a purple Kangol hat. He was white. <laughs> okay. So just so you know, this guy's white and he's wearing all purple and mm-hmm. Kangol. And she sits next to him and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Jay Moore and I guess Jeannie are friends. Then she puts her arm around him. She's like playing Goo Goo Gaga with his kid. And then they leave together. And I'm texting them during the game like, oh, my God, I think Jay Moore is dating Jeannie Buss. Joey and Sean do the research. We find out Jeannie had been on his podcast in April. Yeah. And he sent her flowers. And she took a picture. She took like a very – she sent like a very flirty tweet in April – of you, are you guys breaking this story? No. Last episode? Okay. We talked about it last week, but it's never. But it did. People were talking about how they were dating, like at the end of January. But it's uh. never really been like a thing where they came out and said we're dating, and yeah. they're not a public yeah. couple. 
other than the fact they go to Laker games together, mm. yeah. which is the most public thing you can <laughs> do. But also, Sean figured out that he filed for divorce like the same week her and Phil broke up. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll, I, I, I need to make a timeline. I'll just take a picture of the wall chart I have yeah, in we my have apartment. One of those, we have one of those cork boards with a lot of strings around it. Yeah. <laughs> More has, sports. Like, I mean, it's actually just that it's one single line going from Jay Moore to Jeannie Buss and then a bunch of pictures of Phil Jackson looking sad <laughs> at airports. At the trade deadline in the airport. I'm going to put up a picture of Phil Jackson uh, getting wanded at a security thing, and I think it's the saddest he's ever looked. Well, his pacemaker starts to get a little funny. when. What a love triangle. Oh, oh shit. Right, Tex Winter. Go. <laughs> going back to New York. See you guys. So, uh... Um, <laughs> The funny thing is, too, he was tweeting about how they needed to fire Jim Buss months ago, yeah. too. Like, when they were dating, he was tweeting, like, Jeannie's got Is he going to end up in the guy. office, front office? Is this his move? Is this Jay Moore's move? <laughs> I mean, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think that's probably likely, oh, as God. sad as that is to say. He's, Poor Phil. He's making the move. Yeah, yeah. He they got just by <laughs> the guy from the show Action. <laughs> He got cucked by the dude that was in Jerry Maguire. He got cucked by Adam Sandler's friend. Oh, no. What the heck? At least it wasn't like, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, the, you can do it. Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider. I kept wanting to say Ryan Shoemaker. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Shoemaker. Yeah. Yeah, the god, Ryan Shoemaker. We got to have him on the show sometime. But, um, yeah, that was the highlight of the Shaq statue ceremony. And one other thing that I should note before we move on. So Shaq goes up, finally gets to speak after every Laker legend on the planet gets mm-hmm. to talk before him. And he's like, I just want to shout out everybody who's been important for my career, who's here. So he's like, Slava Medvedenko, Slava, get up, dog. <laughs> Slava stands up. Uh, Derek Fisher's there, mm-hmm. Big Shot Bob. Uh, anybody you could think of that's important to the Lakers in that period is there. And he's like, Jenna Elfman. (laughs) (laughs) One one Jenna Elfman doesn't stand up. Two, no one claps for her. Because there's a huge crowd behind us. Of people just like losing their minds for Derek Fisher. I don't know. Maybe he was in a film with her. Maybe he was in a sitcom with her. I have no idea. Was he on Dharma and Greg? He might have been. Yeah. He might have been Greg's black friend. I don't Maybe know. that's where he learned that the world was flat from Jenna Elfman. <laughs> he had a cameo <laughs> and, in and that. And that vaccines TV. are bad and that you have a thetan inside of you. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, I mean, this is something we have to talk about on this show. Mm-hmm. Sam Hinkie is on the precipice of returning to the NBA in Sacramento. Oh, it's so great. Is this the best thing that could happen to the NBA? Or the worst thing that could happen to the Sacramento Kings? Do you think... Do you think it's part of the appeal is, man, these guys have been losing a lot. <laughs> he smells That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find another city to swindle like he's uh, Conan O'Brien from the monorail episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got an idea for you. What do you think about losing every game? Right. <laughs> um, We've been winning too much in Sacramento. <laughs> Vivek is just so into like, yeah, play four on five, whatever. Let let a little middle school girls basketball team come out and play as the Kings. Any strategy. 
they're t- they, these two people speak the same language, and that's the language of obnoxious libertarian Silicon Valley <laughs> <laughs> douchebag bros who are like, oh, yeah, people are numbers, and everything is quantifiable, <laughs> and uh, I, I live my life based on an app that tells me when to shit. <laughs> uh, that's fascinating to me. But what's even more fascinating is what this means for Vlade Divac who was hired to run the basketball operations of the Kings and is now also being cucked. They're hiring someone to, to be his boss. Well, he should have been... Fu- what He's, he's terrible like, at his job, but then you don't be like, oh, yeah, let's get Sam Hinkie to do it instead. You just got to give Vlade fake tasks to just get him out of the way. Here, smoke yeah. this whole pack yeah. of cigarettes yeah. in 20 minutes. That I can do. Uh, this is the best, best possible scenario, in my opinion. You know who this is the best news for, though? No. It's that robot that picks <laughs> up trash at the Golden One Center because it'll finally have another robot to be friends with. Oh, the organi- <laughs> it's like in, in Wally when he meets the, the girl robot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joakim Noah got a 20 game PED suspension. Oh, man, that's a bummer. First question is can you imagine what his year would be like if he didn't take PEDs? Yeah. How fucked that would be? This, of all people, this guy who is like made of straw. <laughs> well, the like, great thing is he has he's to. the scarecrow be, from the Wizard of Oz. He has to pass physicals to start his suspension. I <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> which is like, all right, man, you got to rehab in order to serve your punishment. Oh man, he's never playing another game in the NBA, right? <sighs> I mean, he's on the Knicks, so who knows? Yeah, <laughs> good point. He's definitely playing another game in the NBA. He's got four more years left on that contract. Yeah. What if he just, <laughs> just embarrassed? I just got sad. Yeah. Did they need like a like a keyboard player in JD in the straight shot? What what instrument do you think Joachim Noah would even play? The oh, didgeridoo. He's a sax, sax baby. Yeah. He loves music. He's a sax man. Definitely. Um, Hold on. Did you see Carmelo Anthony's quote about this? No. Uh, let me pull it up here real quick because it is very funny, and I forgot to add it to our rundown. Um, he says, fuck, where is it? He says, I only hear what I want to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would say that. He yeah, was he explaining would. how difficult it is to, I mean, how easy it is to make a slip up with the substance abuse program because it's always changing. And he says, I'm more of a kind of a natural guy, juice ball guy, Chinese herbs, African herbs. That's what I'm into. <laughs> African you mean herb. weed? Yeah, he's into that. He's into the herb. You have a man bun, <laughs> and you shoot the ball the way you do. You are high too. Like yeah. <laughs> Carmelo fuck? Anthony is into Chinese herbs, African herbs, and juice balls, which man. I think are all things you can buy in the parking lot of a fish concert. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all go get juice balls after this. <laughs> Someone needs to get that guy off the juice balls and onto sea bass. <laughs> Look what it did and for that D Wade. LeBron, LeBron James. James. LeBron James. It's, this is why the Banana Boat team needs to get together, is so people can learn about <laughs> delicious seafood. Uh, CJ, this is the part of the show where we talk to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, you've been, I've been here enjoying the, this dynamic, though. You've been truly here the whole time, <laughs> but now's the time where the spotlight is on you. You like basketball, yeah? Me. Yeah, that's what my rundown basketball says. Basketball is says life. You, you like basketball. You're a Chicago Bulls fan, and you have an impressive sneaker collection. 
I did my research. Isn't and it? you had one episode of a podcast called Love and Basketball. Yes. There was five Wait, you or only, you six. You did five episodes of a podcast? Yeah, and then I got hired by our our uh, place of employment. Bleacher Report. And I put it on hold. Who knows? It may come back. You guys yeah. are inspiring me. Oh, tight. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm like Kobe Bryant. I'm here to inspire and to teach. Um, now you're from you're from uh, the Midwest, right? Uh, well, I grew up in I was born in Marshalltown, Iowa. Uh-huh. Uh, I was there until I was five. But we had WGN, so we had Bulls games every mm-hmm. night. Um, and uh, it was the '90s, and I was an Asian kid looking for an identity. Yeah. <laughs> and Michael Jordan looked cool as hell. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I would much rather grow up in Iowa than Merced, California, because you guys got Chicago Bulls games in the '90s. Yeah. And I got Sacramento Kings games oh, <laughs> in no. the nineties. Mitch Richmond, bro, oh, Hall of Famer, Laker legend. Mitch, Rich- Mitch Richmond was at the, <laughs> the Shaq statue ceremony. He got more <laughs> applause than Jen Elfman. Yeah, he dribbled the ball. <laughs> You're the only one here in this room who's ever worked for an NBA team. It's true. That is true. Okay. You yeah. work for the Detroit Pistons. I'm wearing their pants now. Yeah, you say I'm a fan of the Bulls, but then I worked for the Pistons, which they did not do uh, a good job doing a background check. Uh, <laughs> but yes, yes, I did for uh, a season. How was that? Uh, it was interesting. As I said before, Arn Tellum doesn't love sketch comedy. Uh, it was his first year and my first year at at the Detroit Pistons, uh, but it was it was awesome. It was they brought uh, through Funny or Die. Um, they brought me in to do creative, sort of marketing content for them, uh, which didn't exist before, and thus I couldn't fuck it up mm-hmm. because it didn't exist before. <laughs> so I got very lucky uh, in making some weird stuff for them that did well uh, for Andre Drummond's All Star campaign. And yeah, it was going to the palace every day, um, and sitting in this weird windowless boardroom uh, and bouncing off ideas with uh, like this 25-year-old uh, weird video uh, filmmaker dude. Uh, and yeah, just watching games like after a day of work, just going down and watching the Pistons kind of put together a decent season. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was incredible. But I lived in Detroit. I <laughs> uh, was to Detroit, the Motor City. The Motor City. Home of Kid Rock. Home oh, at Kid Rock, who we worked with, That's we right. worked with uh, once in in my tenure. Did uh, you work with Eminem once? Yeah, too? and Eminem yeah. did a really cool thing. That was sort of our like our first big hit. Yeah. What is your Eminem? favorite? He's, Kid he's Rock kind song. of good at it too. Like he's he, he gives a lot yeah. of effort. Yeah. What's my favorite Kid Rock song? Yeah. What? No, I almost said an Uncle Cracker song. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's not Uncle Cracker. No Everlast. We're talking <laughs> about Kid Rock here. I don't know. I, the only one I can remember uh, the title is Bawa to Ba. Ba to Ba. Cowboy. Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Cowboy. Cowboy. That's how I remember it starts. Cowboy. Mm-hmm. I love that song. But now he's just a full on <laughs> country yeah. star, right? That's very. He also started as a white vanilla ISS rapper. Yeah. So and now on. he's matured into a country crooning racist. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's Andre Drummond like as an actor? Uh, Does he take notes well? He he tries very hard. I mean, he's okay. He takes direction. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of takes, and we were shooting in 20-degree weather. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and It Follows parody, which... <laughs> <laughs> 
It's really good. Yeah, uh, and then I had to, and I gave him the It Follows Blu-ray uh, a few nights before. I said, watch this. He did not watch it. Um, I don't blame. I mean, the, the movie's great. Uh, but it's also very Detroit. Very Detroit. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's why I chose it. I was like, we should parody. We were doing some like promo for this new in-arena in uh, technology called, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's essentially like, very localized uh, advertising. So if you're in one section of the arena, if you enable it on your phone, it'll advertise the concession food that's in that section. Very complicated. I decided to explain it through an It Follows parody <laughs> starring Andre Drummond. You're a miracle uh, worker. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't say this is one of the successful projects we did over there. But um, so not only was I explaining the movie to him about how there's an STD ghost following you around. <laughs> But I was also directing him as an actor for the first time. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was a sport. Um, not going to say he loved that particular project very much. There was a lot of editing in uh, ADR that we had to do after. Mm -hmm. But he is a very nice guy. We also had to carry his four phones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where he's just like, tell me if the third phone goes off. That's the one I'm waiting on. Was one of them a T-Mobile sidekick? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> yeah, that would have been tight. Which I had one of those, and I, I pulled it out recently. I went to my mom's house and I found it, and I tried to like open it, and it just made this huge crunching sound because it was like chips crumbs. <laughs> 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 I remember uh, I think that's not um, unusual for an NBA superstar mm -hmm. but I heard that Mitch McGarry used to carry four phones he needed four and phones and I thought I thought that's not that whatever that is is not gonna last very oh long <laughs> and it's true he's out of the league yeah, poor guy uh, who, is the, guy who is the best actor of all the, the Pistons. The best actor... Reggie be Jackson, you're right. <laughs> I maybe, maybe Reggie or Stanley. Stanley Johnson. Interesting, okay. Which I was hoping it was going to... You were you called Stan Van Gundy Stanley. No. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to tight. I got to say the one the one thing that I'm really sorry you didn't get to do is anything with Boban. I know. So when that God when damn. he got announced uh, or when he when he got announced like he's an SNL cast member. <laughs> Boban Marolovich. But that one meme that kept showing up where they made Stan Van really tiny and mm -hmm. Boban huge <laughs> and I believed it. I was like I've seen both people in person but i was like yeah that's just what they look like if you were there now we could have done the my giant sequel oh. I know. <laughs> it is like getting fired from snl the year before will ferrell comes i'm sorry man. uh what was your favorite rejected bit that you wanted to do that they wouldn't let you do uh, rejected bit um we were gonna do like a green screen challenge where we were just gonna make Andre and like Jody Meeks like act weird in front of a green screen and people were gonna fill it in. I'm trying to think of a, another one. There was like talk boy interviews. We we're gonna give a talk boy in the locker room and they were just gonna fuck around with a talk boy. <laughs> and then again, I had to explain to Arn, tell him what a talk boy is <laughs> and why they're playing with it in a seven game losing streak. I know what a rent boy is, but what's a talk boy? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. There's a lot of just, like, stuff I just buried in my brain because I was like, oh, that was really, really disappointing. Oh, I wanted to do a lot of Ursan, like, a Deep Thoughts uh, series with Ursan where he's sitting in the stadium alone uh, and just doing Deep Thoughts. But actually, in thinking that, I just thought of this bit that I thought of before I went there was I wanted to do a contest where, you know, like, where you can get upgraded uh, when you sit in mm -hmm. the nosebleeds? So I wanted to do this bit where um, they announce the upgraded seat winner, and it's uh, a couple with a baby. 
but the winning seat is where the baby is sitting. And so as the parents are bringing <laughs> down the baby to courtside, they go, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. The rules say only this seat. And so they only can escort the baby to courtside. And so throughout the game, they just keep checking on this lone baby crying <laughs> through the game. <laughs> but then they were like, so what's the upside to this? And I didn't have an answer. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny. It's yeah. funny. So yeah, I, that would I, probably be the rejected bit that I enjoyed the most. You know, what if the game is sold out and you can't get a seat for your baby? Exactly. Well, guess what? The game's never sold out. Not with, not <laughs> with uh, NBATickets.com. NBA uh, the well, Andersons' baby got tickets <laughs> to the game. How <laughs> did baby get tickets? To the game? <laughs> was there a was there an idea you had uh, that wouldn't infuriate Stan Van Gundy? Well, Stan Van's wife was a huge fan of ours. Like I thought, I was like, does Stan Van hate us because we can't like talk to him about? He doesn't have time for that. But mm-hmm. then we would every time we would post something, uh, his wife would always comment, "Who's running? Who's doing that? They're doing a great job." It's <laughs> a media team. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we couldn't again. We couldn't ask these players to do like weird '90s nostalgia comedy after they had just got blown out. Yeah, yeah. By the Sixers. You yeah. Know? Well, we uh, we have a connection to Stan Van Gundy. One of our early sponsors for the podcast was Stan Van Gundy's Trunk Club. Yeah, it's so, really good. You know, they haven't worked with us since, but uh, you know we have a different sponsor every week. I don't know why they're not satisfied with the work that well, we do. Well, I think do. they ran out of sweatpants about oh, a sure. month into operation. Turtleneck blazer yeah. combos. Yeah. yeah, no more mock turtlenecks. Yeah. How are you feeling about the Blazers? The, uh, the Blazers, the Pistons this season. Uh. It's been disappointing. I yeah. mean, I'm not following as much. I mean, I thought they would have been better. You know, they yeah, do. me too. I think. I mean, Tobias was a great addition, and it seems like whenever he takes over games, when they end up winning, yeah. Like I feel like there's some ego on that team. Reggie Jackson again. Yeah. He's a great player. He played better than I thought he would last year. After that, John Wall was like calling him out. Like he was great, but he's been very inconsistent. Um, and I think. I mean, Andre, I speak very – he's a great guy. He's young. He's been real bad this year. Yeah, he um, – I think he's got a little bit of an ego, uh, but – And every team in the Eastern Conference – Yeah, you Conference wouldn't watch It Follows. You gave <laughs> yeah. it to him on Blu-ray. That's why. Do your research <laughs> as an actor, Andre. Yeah. He's got a lot to live up to. I mean, the NBA is full of, of acting talent right yeah. now, and every team has gotten better in terms of improv comedy. Except oh for the who would you most? Which player would you most like to write sketches for? Right now, because I mean, for me it's Dirk. Dirk. I mean, yeah, the the Mavs have that. Too. Yeah, I would just <laughs> feed him a bunch of food, and like, like it would just be thirty minutes of him eating. That's all I want to see. Shut it down. Let's, Let's go, go home. home. <laughs> Shut it down. Oh, Let's go home. My dream guy used to be like Kent Bazemore, because that's yeah. when I was like oh, starting yeah. to really get back in the league because of just a fun little side stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or like Harrison Barnes is like comedy savvy. Yeah. Right. So like he would definitely be on the writing staff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he'd be a cat. Maybe he'd get upgraded a cast member. He's mid-season. two for from yeah. 30 Rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he can play inside and outside. <laughs> but he's always like reviewing Bill Burr shows like just saw Bill Burr. And yeah, he used to go to Cobbs yeah. constantly yeah. in yeah. San Francisco on the punchline like. And I mean, I think he would buy tickets. He hadn't. Yeah. He also weirdly had an essay writing contest to watch the premiere of Game of Thrones what? with him. My girlfriend oh, yeah, got to that, the yeah. second round, but um, well, she passed the quiz. Yeah. She had to take a quiz and then write an essay. But then we turned it turned out we were out of town. Oh, man. Yeah. I want to see Russell Westbrook do improv because 
I don't think he would be able to yes and anybody, but he would have a couple of really solid lines. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And then like Oladipo, he's got he's very charming. He's good guy. at singing. He can sing. Yeah, he's like Wayne Brady. Yeah, you want a, yeah, you want a <laughs> soft shoe man. Actually, he won no, the Kyle All-Star. Lowry and DeRozan, maybe like they're a, really like funny a, a step brothers. or yeah, I could see that friendship, that bromance. Doing yeah. something fun to work with. DeAndre Jordan has already done work in drag, I so I mean, I think he's got. He, he got yeah, it. he's the NBA's Flip Wilson. <laughs> 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 I really, I'm a big fan of the Lopez brothers as a comedy team too. Yeah. I saw the Lopez brothers at summer league sitting courtside one time, and I could not watch the game because they were sharing a plate of nachos, and it's all <laughs> I could stare sweet. at was those giant dudes. Those giant weirdos sharing a plate of nachos. And right. just <laughs> grunting at each other. Like, you already got four olives. Brooke always takes more sauce. <laughs> All right, who have you got? The Lopez brothers or the Lucas brothers? The Lucas brothers can In play. a fight? In a fight? In a basketball game? In an improv street fight? I don't know. I mean, weren't the Lopez brothers actually also uh, trying to do a cartoon? I'm sure. I think they or were. Or is that the the Bennett brothers in football? I, Everyone's trying uh, to do cartoons now. It was the Manning. <laughs> it was the Manning brothers. They do a they do a kind of a theater dorky thing at Stanford called Gaieties, and I know Brooke was in it at least once when he was in college. So <laughs> it's a good sport. Yeah, right. has some acting chops. Just has bits. a has a half an octave range. I would say in his voice. That's enough. <laughs> Do re me fa. That's it. It's the subtleties of the voice that are important. So now that you're not with the Pistons, you're a Bleacher Report, um, mm-hmm. part of the beloved Turner family of <laughs> uh, uh, True TV. Shouts to True TV. Shouts to Carbonaro Effect. <laughs> Chris Webber's full court pranks. That's right. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have not. But we were just discussing why is it full court. Like what makes it full court? Well, half court pranks Please. are just like <laughs> listeners. No if thing. you have seen Chris Weber's full court pranks, call the robot. Call the robot and tell me what it is. Yeah, what's he, who's he pranking? And why Chris Weber? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, because he's a part of the Turner family. Yes, very, very. It should be Shaq. So well, they did have Shaq, didn't they? Shaq. Shaq had like his own like the soup style show at one God. point. Uh, where he like made fun of like seriously. web web videos. They used to call him the Big Kinnear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for for the for the kids out there listening who don't understand what you do at Bleacher Report, they probably don't know what I do either because I don't know if they read or not. But what do you do? What do you, what is your job? What do you so have to do? So when uh, there is a crazy dunker highlight, I will be the person who goes, put fire on LeBron's feet. <laughs> <laughs> when like uh, a football player stiff arms somebody, like, oh, make him fall through the field, like through the ground and put a tombstone popping up. <laughs> it's for the, these teenagers who have ADD and can't just accept that these athletes are Like the highlight's not yeah. cool yeah. enough. We need to send Russell Westbrook, like, a travel where he's traveling through movie scenes and like <laughs> through around the world. But yeah, we do a lot of stuff like that, so like social wh- moments. So what you're single-handedly doing is destroying <laughs> the institution of Sports Center. Well, yeah, and that's our goal, right? I mean, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's we're here, what we're to here for ESPN. And I think we're succeeding. No, Shouts uh, to John Skipper for yeah. for ruining my life and getting me and firing me. We're uh, coming for you, Bucci Gross. Yeah, <laughs> but I also wrote. We're, we do a lot of animation series, uh, and so I, I had wrote the uh, Gridiron Heights, um, the NFL cartoon. Um, People love that one. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, so that was fun. And I knew nothing about football. Well, you learned a little bit, didn't you? I learned a little bit, and I didn't keep He left a little bit. What is your favorite thing that you've done at Bleach Report so far? Probably, let's see. Probably, so when the Cubs won, and we all know the Cleveland blew a 3-1 lead. Golden State. Yeah, we know that meme. We love memes on this show. Yeah, so I did, it was my idea to put on, like, we found this, like, like gritty camera footage of after a Cubs win of someone just taking a picture of the, of the Wrigleyville sign, a Wrigley Field sign. And so I put on their Cleveland Blue a 3-1 lead, and we put it up, and people thought it was real. The second. <laughs> uh, That's when you know you've got a meme <laughs> yeah. going, is when people think it's real. Yeah. That's what memes are all about, is fooling people. I'm going. That's right. Oh. <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, I got a meme going. I got a meme on. <laughs> I just put a meme on. Um, there's, there's, Yeah. I see an, an Instagram photo here of you raining threes. Are you a good three point? No, shooter? it's a video, baby. It's a video? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think I can play well in the comedian world. Did you Did you play at all when you were a kid? I played. Yeah, I went to uh, Michael Jordan camp. Uh, was an all star. Was the he first there? Year. Uh, yeah, he was there. Um, which I thought was like, man, I'm going to the league, but it was just all a bunch of like rich kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> paid. Um, yeah, oh, I paid, but it was like 600 bucks, and you got an uh, you can get one item autographed, and now my parents were like, oh my gosh, the autograph itself is worth more than the tuition <laughs> to this camp. Mm-hmm. It was very financially. Uh, so you sound. made a profit on the camp, is what you're saying? Absolutely. <laughs> um, you're a little Kobe Bryant here. You, I know. You had your dark muse okay. cage. <laughs> I, I was doing I muse cage. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I played, and then actually, I feel like that's how I know a lot of my friends here in LA and in New York and in the comedy world is because I organized basketball games here uh, in LA when I first moved here like four years ago. Let's 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 get to this game that we're playing. Whose whose idea was this game, Sean? This is a this is a Sean uh, King. Oh yeah, this is a game. So this is a very quick game. You're a fan of the Chicago Bulls, and yes, I, I don't want to say that right now. But we're gonna. This is this is a historical game. Okay. And what we're gonna do is you have to determine whether this was a bad member of the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. a shitty bull, or never a member of the Bulls at all. And then you say bullshit. Okay. So this game is called Shitty Bull or Bullshit. Love it. Okay, Lawrence Funderburk. Oh, bull. Yeah. Wait, do I say bull? Yeah, you can just say okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I guess say. Oh, say shitty. I guess. Shitty. Well, I'll say bullshitty if they're not. Shitty bull or bullshit. I okay, mean, so shitty bull. Okay, so shitty, shit, bull. shitty yeah. bull. Okay. Uh, Eric Pietkowski. Shitty bull. That's correct. Uh, Jeremy Pargo. Shitty bull. Bullshit. Gennaro Pargo. Oh, was. That's a <laughs> that's trick. <laughs> you, you got him, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, wow, I love I love a good gotcha. Uh, J.R. Smith. Uh, bullshit? That's correct. Bullshit? Never okay. played a game, but he, he was... Officially traded for Tyson Chandler. Um, they really should have kept him. Uh, yeah. Shannon Brown. Uh, by the way, I just got to say, Sh- one of my favorite Lakers of that era was Shannon Brown. Shannon that Brown. That guy had hops, dude. Bullshit. Uh, he was a shitty bull. He was a shitty bull. When was he a shitty bull? I think it was uh, 2008. Oof. To okay. Right before he came Right before over. he came to the Lakers. So yeah. he was on like a 10-day or something? I, I didn't look that Larry far. Larry Nance Jr. is today's Shannon, Shannon Brown. Shannon Brown. Yeah. Um, Rodney Carney. Who's that? I'm going to say uh, bullshit. Bullshit. Is shitty correct. warrior. He's, he's a <laughs> shitty warrior. He's also, I feel like he's the, the like, shittier 
basketball twin to Ronnie Brewer. Is he related to Patrick Carney of the Black Keys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, okay, Larry Hughes. Shitty bowl. That's correct. Uh, Clarence Weatherspoon, a.k.a. Baby Barkley. Shitty bull? Uh, bullshit. He was on a lot of teams, but yeah. it felt like uh, Chucky Brown. Chucky Brown. Say bullshitty. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> he, he played on the most teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, AC Law. Who is the AC? four? AC Law. AC Law the fourth. Yeah, don't get him mixed up with the other three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kept Steph Curry on the bench for a while. I'm gonna yeah. say Shitty bull. He was a shitty bull. Mm -hmm. He was really shitty, too. Uh, Ronald Flip Murray. Oh, shitty bull. Shitty bull. Uh, Tony Massenberg. No, I don't know who that is. He's like Lawrence Funderburg. He's like Wonder Funderburg, but he didn't play for the Bulls. That's correct. Bullshit. These cushy white guys. Yeah, come on, man. Do you even like basketball? Jesus. And then your final question. Also played on an almost record number of teams. Jim Jackson. I'm going to say shitty bull. He was never a bull. He's never a That's bull. Surprising. It seems like he would have been on that like post-Jordan wow. team. Yeah, that, like Ron Mercer team. Like somehow they would have maxed him out on a two-year deal. Yeah, like deal. Tim Floyd fucking it's like, Yeah, yeah, him. Brent Berry, Marcus Pfizer, Jim Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, remember Tim Floyd? <laughs> yeah. Isn't oh, he the mean, same guy as Fred Hoiberg? Exactly the, the same, same guy. dude. <laughs> Pretty sure they're the same dude. Same I think guy. he face-offed with him, and now he's like, <laughs> I'm going to get him. Who's better looking? Yeah. Hoiberg, baby. Hoiberg. Yeah. Hoiberg. He looks and like Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. Everyone forgets about Hoiberg. Yeah. He's like Zoidberg. I'm surprised you didn't ask me John Starks. Remember John Starks? John Starks mm -hmm. was a yeah. that's right. Also a shitty warrior. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was that was a thing. Like I was getting PTSD from just those mid two thousands Warriors teams <laughs> looking at these because a lot of these guys played for both. Yeah. They did they trade Larry Hughes for Clarence Weatherspoon? Oh, no, they traded Joe Smith for yeah. Jim Jackson and Clarence Weatherspoon. Yeah. My God, what a franchise. <laughs> um, okay. The Warriors yeah. are a great franchise. You did franchise. extremely well at that yeah. game, by yeah. the way. Excellent yeah. work. 10 out of 13. That was really okay, good. that's not bad. That's, I feel good. It's the best anyone's done at any game. Most of our games are very yeah. hard for people. Uh, this is my favorite part of the podcast. I don't know about the two of you, but I just have I so much I prefer the camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a segment, okay? That's just a concept. <laughs> The Golden State Warriors of 2016-2017 have played a fantasy matchup every week on this show. We come up with weird stuff for them to do, people to play. That super teams. Usually, they play yeah, other super, super te teams. Other super teams. One time there was actually a basketball team. <laughs> other than that, yeah. it's, it hasn't been a basketball team. And like the Suicide Squad, the Golden Girls. Yeah. A lot of, thing, a lot of great things. This Lincoln's, week, te Lincoln's, Lincoln's team, team of, of rivals. rivals might be my favorite one. <laughs> this week... They're playing the cast of True Romance. Why, I don't know. Because that's CJ's favorite, favorite movie. movie. <laughs> it's your favorite movie? I, see, I didn't know that. I should have asked that question in the interview. I fucked up. I'm, I'm not a good journalist, clearly. Um, so they've got to fight a pimp, complete a cocaine deal, and win a shootout with cops and the mafia. And they're competing with the True Romance. Yeah, so yeah. both of them have, have to complete these tasks. The Warriors? The Warriors the are going 16, to 16, 17 Warriors. Are they all fighting one pimp? Because, I mean, if it's a five-on-one, I don't see how the pimp wins. Well, the pimp is Gary Oldman. Okay. Yeah. And is he, is he armed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's to armed. Is this, is this going to be like a, like a most dangerous game thing where they're in a jungle and they're chasing Gary Oldman with, like, 
It's no, it's at his house. It's at his house. <laughs> yeah. It's at his house. Okay. So, so he has home court advantage. They have to storm his house. So uh-huh. this is sort of like when the Spurs had to... to um, Fight the Alamo. Fight the Alamo yeah. defenders, yeah, so yes. They had to get into the Alamo. <laughs> that was not even close. The Alamo guys went down hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, obviously, a lot of long-range shooters. So there. so in Drew Remitz, I think the parallels you see are Clay Thompson is definitely Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, which is High out of his Brad mind. Pitt's character. He smokes weed out of a honey bear. Uh, yeah, that's definitely Clay Thompson. Okay. <laughs> he's giving up crucial information, uh, but he's pretty cool under pressure mm-hmm. at the same time. He's not, he's not intimidated by anything. Um, I would also say that Joe Lacob is the Bronson Pinchot character, okay, who is the struggling actor who accidentally spills a giant bag of cocaine when he's pulled over for a traffic stop. Yeah, man, I was hoping you were going to say he's Balky. <laughs> Joe Lacob is Balky Bartokomos. <laughs> Very going awkward. Back to but after yeah. They finally win their third title. All and right, so who else? Who have we got here? Um, well, I mean, so they've got uh, the main characters are, of course, Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette. So Steph and KD. Yeah, that's Steph and KD. Yeah. I would say Who's so. Who's Steph yeah. is Patricia Arquette. Yeah, I yeah, think that's correct. Because Kevin, yeah, because. KD's kind of dark. Yeah. You know, he's edgy. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably right. And they get they get you know they get put together because of someone else's financial transactions. Yes, but they would sense. like normally they never would have run into each other. Right. Um, well, uh, maybe at church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe at Sunday service. I would also say that that makes Andrew Bogut Dennis Hopper's character <laughs> because he uh, they got rid of him and he was pretty racist okay. on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I'd see that monologue. I would love to see Bogut. Oh, Andrew Bogut doing that? Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think the cast of True Romance is going to easily be able to murder Gary Oldman in his home. I can see them completing a cocaine deal, but I do not see the Warriors being able to complete a cocaine transaction. I just don't. I don't think that they've got the the mental toughness. Mm-hmm. Matt Barnes definitely knows oh, how to buy cocaine. Yeah. Oh. yeah, but does he know how to <laughs> sell it, baby? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could definitely see Draymond Green screwing up a Coke deal. Yeah, so he gonna, would be Rappaport, right? He would be Rappaport. Someone's yeah, yeah, yeah. Be really edgy and nervous and tense and, 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 and botch the deal on the Warriors. Mm, Matt Barnes isn't going to let that happen. Okay. I, I would say that Steve Kerr is probably Christopher Walken mm-hmm. in this scenario. <laughs> Cold-blooded, yells, has a lot of henchmen. <laughs> I just see like uh, Patrick McCaw not, not being able to keep his cool. <laughs> Who's Gandolfini? Gandolfini, I gotta say that's like. Well, I mean, I would think David, David West, West, yeah, just because okay. he's like such a bruiser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, well, who's Elvis is the key. All oh, right, Elvis is a character in the movie. I Elvis. understand. I didn't think it was. Is that is that E forty? I, I, I was gonna say, is, isn't that Andre Iguodala? Yeah, I'm, well, that's what my mom would say. My mom was in love with Andre. <laughs> He's a very lovable guy. He's handsome. Yeah. She learned how to screenshot pictures, and I got Did one you get of, the like, bobblehead, the, the light years ahead bobblehead for her? Yeah, she's more interested in, like, if there was a shirtless one. Ooh, <laughs> she loves Andre, man. She's yeah, also very correct. Bobbleheads are not a thing that should happen. My mom asked me about what venture capital was about a month ago because of Andre Iguodala because she heard he was interested in it. Well, that's what the Warriors are built on. Shout to your mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think it's going to come down to who wins the shootout with the police. Yeah. 
And it's a real free-for-all. And we've established already that the Warriors are competent in a gunfight. Yeah, we've we've normally given them quite a bit of credit mm-hmm. in that. Have they faced the A-team yet? <laughs> uh, they did defeat the A-team, okay, yes. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, like, they can hit their mark, unlike all of the unlike bad guys the from the A-team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go with the true romance people, though, because they're actual criminals. The Warriors, again, like, they're, they're all about the Lord here. They're really pious. Well, and here's here's what I think. Like They're going to be up, and they're going to blow a 3-1 lead. It's very important. Go, yeah. At a crucial moment in the film, Christian Slater's character has to get advice from Elvis to complete a drug deal. Unfortunately, if Andre Iguodala is getting that advice, he's going out there for the drug deal. He gets in the shootout, and his gun is blocked out of his hand at the last second. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm taking the Warriors, and I think it's solely because Matt Barnes is going to do all of this by himself right. much <laughs> faster than the true romance people. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I think it's really Matt Barnes versus the cast so of true so romance. Steph Curry's on his first date with Kevin Durant, and Matt Barnes has already shot nine police officers, <laughs> taken out a pimp, sold a bunch of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And oh, I think yeah. he's brought JaVale with him. Matt Barnes oh. and JaVale are just... JaVale is Chris Penn. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So when you've been there, the experience will really carry the day. Yeah? yeah. You just yeah. know what it's all about. You know how to get the job done. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to go with True Romance Cavs because they're like... I'm going to say they're like the Cavs. Like it's all passion. It's all like crazy executions through emotion. Uh-huh. And that's what uh-huh. it took to come back in that series exactly yeah like on paper god no the Cavs weren't better than the warriors Uh you know so they are climbing and they're you know with love and uh oh they have love love. that's well that yeah so you're going with true romance going with true romance that's two for romance one for the dubs well, I'm taking true romance as well. Oh, yeah. baby. 3 1. Yeah. <laughs> Fly, Fly the L, Dubaroo. Another 3 1 loss for the Warriors. Wow. What, that's, I, I mean, we almost never have four. We do have four people here sometimes, but it's as crazy that it happened this time. It's nuts. Um, we need to find out what the record is because we're getting very close to the playoffs here, and we need to see if the Warriors have enough wins here. I think they've. Yeah. So, how are we gonna do it once the season's over? Are we gonna just like there was a, t- a point we should have a we should have a tournament bracket with all of the the losers. I don't want to step on Dubber's toes, but before Kevin Durant got injured, their winning percentage on the podcast was very similar to their podcast their winning percentage in real life. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you're not listening to this podcast, you don't really understand basketball. So, I think we can say that that record shows our knowledge of the game. I agree. Right? Yeah. Uh, CJ, thank you for coming. Anything Thanks you want to promote me. before we leave? Go to our site, Bleacher Report. That's what I was going to say. You know, Get the so team weird. stream app. Yeah. Download Report. the team stream app. Uh, Read watch, Dave's writing. Yeah, yeah, watch the videos and Snapchats and, and tweets and all the stuff that we're putting out because it's all good. All it's of it different. Is good. It's not white guy meathead stuff anymore. Yeah, no yeah. more meatheads. We fired all the white people, <laughs> and it's just me and CJ <laughs> and a couple other minorities. A woman. <laughs> there might be a Hispanic. You don't know. It's mostly very cool. Uh, Sean, anything you got going on? Um, yeah, you can see the business every Monday, and uh, my referee column will be up on Yard Barker when this I drops. S- I, s- I, s- I feel like I've seen that somewhere else. Uh, uh, I think 
probably just on yard barker. probably just on yard barker interesting okay well i'll let the internet be the judge of that <laughs> joey uh i wrote the episode of sound the sports themed episode of sounds like america on audible hosted by roy wood uh i'm gonna be at hypno comics april 15th and follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Uh, oh. This week I tweeted, I get sad when parking wars ends and storage wars starts. <laughs> well, trust the process, guys. Trust, trust the, the process. process. This is the face of a man with a dark muse cage. This is the face of a man with a dark muse cage. This is the face of a man with a dark muse. This is the light in his eyes He runs with rage There's nothing you can do There's nothing you can say Hatred is the love in his heart He plays with hate Hate Watch him run, watch him run, watch him run. This is the f-